Hi everyone, welcome to Brazil Trade Talk, our podcast for latest updates and forecasts for the Brazilian commodities markets. I am Ana Andrade, I am a part of the team of commodities at Refinitiv, the data division of the Long Non Stock Exchange Group. And I'm here with my colleagues from commodities side here in Brazil as well in the UK. Please feel free to present yourself. Hi, I'm Wellington, Cosmos Success Manager, uh, focuses on commodities here in Brazil. And I'm Daniel Pereira, SOPS Commodities Analyst with LSEG. And I'm Darren Bishop. I'm the post-trade credit strategy consultant at LSEG Post-Trade based in London. Thank you, Tim. Supported by Global Data Company, we're finished. The podcast covers complete and up-to-date analysis for commodities in the Americas as well overseas in the key players for each commodities across the globe. If you are an investor, trader, or must understand how global commodities dynamics works in details, and from players' perspectives, with their strengths and uncertainties, you are in the right place. Brazil, known for its large natural resources, has a significant influence on the global commodities markets. China, known for its huge demands. From agriculture to energy, from mining to metals, Brazil and China play a key role in defining the global supply and demand dynamics. However, in a changing global scenario, keep up with the latest trends, insights, and predictions can be a challenging task. With access to industry experts, Refinity targets our partners' decision-making process. Each episode will explore the main factors that affect global commodities markets. We will explore the impact of weather partners on crops, analyze geopolitical dynamics and impacts on local markets. Join us on this journey. Hi guys, in this episode, we are joined by Tom James, CEO and CIO at Tradeful Capital, focused on physical commodity import and export transactions, unique factor in the trade world findings. Thank you so much for joining us, Tom. And I'd like to start asking you about Safra's CTDI Brazil Soybean Index. Help global trade finance like yours uh, to better manage risk and price distortions. Well, I think uh, for both traders and also people who are investing in financing physical trade around the world, the, the key thing is transparency, data, and reliability. Um, having these additional indexes which are interrogating both the local cash market price at production centers and at the ports is very critical you know a lot of uh, uh, trading a lot of financing is turned down uh, even by banks simply because there's a lack of transparency people can't see what is going on what is the risk what is the price what is the value of the assets, in this case, soya perhaps, that is being used as collateral for funding exports uh, of the products. So, you know, anything like these indexes, which give a more accurate picture of what's really happening on the ground in terms of the price, the balanced price between supply and demand is very, very critical and very important to us. We've seen a, a very uh, big distortion between uh, cash prices here in Brazil and port prices, especially during the pandemic. Uh, do you think which other events can cause this type of, of distortions? What's your opinion about this? Yes, COVID was very unprecedented time. It was a, you know, a trade scenario which 
no one could have thought up and and if they had you know probably would have been considered pretty crazy idea <laughs> that uh, ports and transportation all over the world in multiple countries could be uh, disrupted as the, as it was simultaneously um, so in terms of um, you know looking at the prices in ports as well as the production centers you know indexes like this can really help bring this transparency because we saw ports disrupted where both exports ships um, the containers that were used to export or import product were in the wrong place uh, we saw a lot of disruption on many trade routes where shipping rates went up dramatically because yeah the the actual ships and the containers were just stuck in the wrong place at the wrong time so um, something which is taking in port prices, both export as well as MOCs. Uh, in the past, people focused on import locations and prices there. Um, so it's very good to, to be able to see price import price for exports. So Tom, uh, good to talk. The trade flow between Brazil and China, particularly relating to soybeans, highlights the importance of China to global trade. How is your company using China-based energy and grain indices within the workflow and in particular to your strategic thinking? That's a very good question. Thanks, Darren. Um, in in a multi multiple ways, I mean, like the, the Sawyer Index, you know, obviously looking at the, what is the value of product um, at port locations and production centers. Um, you know, China is a massive producer, but also a massive importer of uh, agris and energy. So on one side to see what is the value of product going into a destination. So, you know, what is the, the resale value there? Um, so what's, what's the asset valued? What uh, funding we could invest in those products uh, to help traders and uh, end manufacturers uh, finance those uh, purchases and imports. But also, certainly on the energy side, uh, what's very useful is to understand, you know, what are what are energy prices? Um, you typically higher energy demand, higher prices means more productivity, more manufacturing, more economic activity. This can be a leading indicator to uh, China at this type point in time. China recovery, how's the economy doing? That obviously has a lot of economic and other financial impacts which affect both the investment industry as well as the commodity industry um, on the agri side of course you know china is a, a massive user and importer of soya products um, so again looking at we've got uh, brazilian indexes for the export and production side of things and having transparent indexes for the domestic prices and demand side of the equation is equally very useful, both for traders, but also for investors and uh, financiers. Well, thank you for that, Tom. If you could, um, can you explain us how trade flows support commodities companies, especially those in South America countries uh, that are important global agriculture suppliers? Yeah, so thanks for that. So Trefo Capital, uh, you know, we are a fund manager. We are bringing in alternative capital, so non-traditional uh, investment into helping small and medium-sized firms uh, finance the import and export of commodities. Um, 
in particular, when I say finance, we're doing it slightly differently in that a lot of the problems that SME size firms all over the world have is being able to, to get borrow, traditional lending, borrow money from banks and other lenders. Um, sometimes it's just a you know, lack of trading history in their actual entity. Sometimes, you know, talking about indexes, it may be a lack of transparency on what they're they're actually moving and doing. So at Tradeflow Capital, what we did was instead of lending money, we actually buy the commodity. So we actually own the asset during shipment and storage, um, which is again why we are great supporters and great users of price indexes, which give us more transparency on what the value of that asset is. That is, you know, basically what protects our investment and it helps the SMEs do the exports and the imports of commodities they, they need to try to, to, to do. SMEs are very, very important to the ecosystem. Uh, in most countries, you know, SMEs are the innovators. They create new jobs. Um, we see even in Latin America and Africa, they are typically the companies that are aggregating crops, processing crops locally, getting the goods to the ports where bigger you know, larger international traders are then buying uh, bulk uh, commodities from the ports and, and then exporting to far and wide around the world. So SMEs are extremely important, um, you know, and, and so price indexes and price transparency in domestic markets in Latin America and elsewhere, you know, is increasingly important to be able to make good, sound decisions uh, on which commodities, which cargoes we can invest in. But, you know, that's also going to help. Any transparency helps traditional lenders as well. So it helps uh, uh, keep trade moving, uh, which has been you know, trying to recover ever since COVID. Guys, if you have any more questions, any more thoughts to, to share, feel free to go ahead. If not, I will close the podcast. Don't feel free to cover any more topics that you consider, consider available. If you have that to yeah. develop any mm -hmm. question now, mm -hmm. you can do, you can go on arts to that direction. Sure, sure. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, I can comment a little bit. <clears throat> so trade flow capital, the other key <clears throat> thing that we are been uh, promoting in our business process to help SMEs is digitization. So digitizing the documentation, of, for all the import-export transactions, digitizing the way that SMEs apply for, for investment support on moving commodities around the world. And the great thing is that post-COVID, we've seen digitization and also uh, regulation and law supporting digital documents, making them as legally viable as paper documents has been ex at a, uh, increasing at an accelerating pace. So that is also helping reduce the cost of moving stuff. And also it's digitizing documentation, key information about the ownership of goods, where things are, the certificates of origination, uh, what value they are, is really, really helping um, open up more funding and more liquidity to, to SMEs around the world. So digitization is is making it more more is giving more uh, comfort to lenders and also investors like Tradeflow Capital in the 
the providence of and the security around documentation that show um, of um, ownership, show where uh, products came from, the certificates of origin, uh, insurance documents. So it means that people far and wide can look at uh, transactions all over the world uh, going forward and reliably know that that deal is real and that that commodity is there. But again, coming full circle, talking about price indexes, you know, knowing the product is there is one thing and knowing who owns it and even proving that you own it is another, uh, but you've got to know what the value is. And so knowing the value is very important. Having price indexes is extremely important that you can rely upon knowing uh, both from the port of export, what it's valued at, and not only uh, where it's going to, and where the what the value is there. Tom, thank you for sharing your thoughts and insights regarding the financial commodities data. Transparency and digitalization are two essential words for global trade. In today's episode, we talked to CEO and CFO at Redfall Capital, Tom James Foxett, on fiscal commodity imports and export transactions, unique factor in the trade finance world. And with that, we, con we conclude our chat. I would like to thank you once more, Tom James, CEO and CFO at Tradeflow Capital. Feel free to disclose your contents. Tom, feel free to say your website, your email, your phone, all your contents that you consider fundamental to share with our audience, okay? Okay, well, thank you, Ash, indeed. Um, yeah, it's been great talking to you today. I will see uh, both uh, trade finance and digitization is a big topic now as uh, economies uh, uh, look at, uh, obviously, food inflation and the economic uh, uh, issues going on at the moment. Um, anyone listening to this podcast, uh, happy to go to our website at uh, tradeflow.capital and um, contact us if anyone wants more information about economic trade that's going on. Thank you very much. Thank you again, Tom. Remind everyone that our episodes are available on Spotify, Apple, and Amazon Music. Thank you so much for listening and see you in the next episode of Brazil Trade Talk.